Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Styers, and I'm here with my sidekick, Brad. We're here to talk love and relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Okay, so today uh, we're going to be talking about um, the ABCs of love. Um, basically, last week where we left off, we were talking about the love affair and, uh, and, and the whole premise behind what we discussed was in order to get to the love affair, you have to start with love and love begins with us. So uh, what we wanted to talk about today is how to get ourselves ready because it doesn't matter if the perfect person shows up. If we're not ready, we're going to miss out on the perfect person and the love affair. So we have to be prepared ahead of time. Uh, you know, it, it brings... It's like getting ready for a hurricane. Really? You know, tape up your love windows. Love is a hurricane. <laughs> you know, make sure everything's battened down. Uh, well, kind of, just, or buttoned up, you know. I mean, really, I don't think anybody's ever going to be perfectly prepared, perfectly ready. But if we're at least healthy and we know who we are and what we're looking for, which are the basics, we at least we at least will know the right person when they show up. And I think that's where I kind of want to start with this whole conversation is that, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine last weekend and she was telling me about her online dating experience. She's dating all these different guys. Bum, bum, bum. I know. And, but, and it's great. She's, she is an amazing person. She's an amazing catch, but she's showing me pictures of all these guys and telling me about how absolutely different all of them are and how great that is. And that's is. with an S. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And how great that is that all these guys are different and so unique and not like anything she's ever dated before. And I think it's great that she's moved out of her comfort zone. However, the fact that she's dating these guys that are all completely different tells me, you know, we all have a type. And not that our type is always the right thing, you know, because our patterns aren't always good patterns. And we should break out of that if we know we have a bad pattern, which we're going to talk about today. But, But the other part is, is, we should be looking for at least some people that have things in common, patterns of things that we want. You got to have a list. Yeah. You d- you have to know who it is that you want. It's great that you've got some risk taker and some guy that's got this crazy job and he's unpredictable. But if you're the type of person that likes safety and security and predictability and comfort that's not your guy. He might be fun, <laughs> but he's not your guy long-term. Well, it's interesting because you say she's dating guys that are so different. Yes. And to me, how would you ever figure out what it is you want if every person you're going out with at that time is different? Like if there's no patterns like what you teach and coach, then you're never going to get to a, a place where you say, I think this is the one right? because you're too busy out there saying, well, I like this two things about him yes. and I like one thing about this guy. And then this person over here has three things. And that's great. If you're in your twenties, exactly. That's, great, that's what we all did. Right. Process. We're trying to figure it yeah. out. And if people in their twenties took the time to make lists as they're online dating or dating people, if they made a list of the things that they like and the things that they don't like, then, uh, then, that would help them a lot in their process of narrowing it down, right? Because by the time you're 40 years old, you know what you don't like. Absolutely. You know what you like, but you know what you don't like right. also. So it's, is it okay to experiment? And I think some people need to. If you've been married and you've been married for 
25 years or 20 years, whatever, and you're getting back out there to date, I promise you, you better date around and you better, you better see what's out there, you know, date as much as you can. It's a good time to experiment because you have changed from who you were when you married your husband or wife 20 years ago. You've changed. Exactly. So you've got to figure out what it is that you want and what you like and don't like at that point. But, uh, but for people that have been single for a while, you better know it. So here's, here's what I recommend to all of my clients. Um, I take them through a very specific process and I can tell you from doing this for over 25 years that it works and it works every time. It you got works a system. Yeah, you have I a do. system. And, uh, and I, so part of this, I'm going to give a little bit of homework because I think it's kind of fun to do homework and do your own work on the side of uh, the podcast. And if you spend the time doing the work on the side, by the time you get to love or get to meeting somebody that is appropriate for you, you'll know it. So uh, the first bit of homework that I give every single one of my clients is I ask them this question. They usually do it in front of me, but I think it's great to give us homework and we can follow up on the next podcast about it. Well, I think you'll put a little more thought into it, too, because you'll take the time yeah. before the next podcast to really work through it. it. So, yeah, yeah. So people will give their own answers. But the very first thing we need to ask ourselves, and that is, what is love? And I try not to key this up too much with my clients because they're like, well, that's such a big, broad question. It is. There's a lot of definitions. There is. What is your definition of it? Right. It could be words. You could use words. You could use sentences. It could be a paragraph. But just write out what your definition of love is because your definition of love is going to be unique to anybody else's. No two are ever the same, so there's no right or wrong answers. But your definition of love is going to be a reflection into your world. And it's sure. going to be very uh, revealing. Well, where else are we going to find that definition of, right. of love is how we've lived. Very revealing. In our experiences. Yeah, exactly. And and your definition of love, Brad, when you were, you know, 20 and getting married for the first time, or how old were you when you got married the first time? Uh, 28-ish. A little, little, little older. So when you got married at 28, your definition of love, I guarantee you if you had done the homework, would be different than it is if I asked you today. Completely. So I would think most... Anything you ask a 20-something and a 40-something about life is going to be different. Yeah, thank God. Gosh, I hope it is. Yeah. We're um, supposed to learn more, right? We're supposed to, although I know some people. <laughs> I know a lot of 40-year-olds that are like, oh, my God. <laughs> their definition where did of you come from? is the same as a 20-year-old. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I've dated the some of them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I try to help you with that. Yes, I know. I, know. I try to warn you. Okay. So, uh, so that's homework, and then we just kind of get into content now, okay? So write your definition it. of love out, then we'll kind of revisit it next podcast. So uh, so let's talk about... I mean, I think, I think folks need to know, too, is like you do have a process, like you do have some steps, and some of this stuff just has to be done. If we're going to get to where we want to go, Thank we've you. got to do some of these steps. It's you a, don't it's a good lose point. 20 pounds yeah. by not putting together some steps and some things that you've got to change. So you know, it's Brad, the same process. I know. And, and, and I, people are coming into this and some people may not know me, but I've been coaching for about 25 years. I have, I, I'm telling you that this is the proven success and the things that I'm teaching. It may seem so simple sometimes to people or, or why would I do that? Or why would I ask myself that? They're simple things, but they're things we don't ask ourselves. They're things that we should be doing, but we're not. And I can tell you 100% of the time when my clients have done the work with me, they've done the homework, they 100% every time they change, they shift, 
And yep. most of them can find love on their own. They don't even need me as a well, they're, they're back to the health thing, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's crazy too when you and we hear this all the time. You've told me stories, you know, but they spend more time getting ready for the date right. than the time it spent to find the date. <laughs> so, yeah. That makes no sense. Like, so why are you going out with this person? Well, I just, you know, we met and he's kind of cute. And I, I don't know. I like to smile. You know anything about him first? You know, like all of these steps, what's attractive? Does he have some of the things on your list you want? And all these things you're talking about. We spend more time getting ready for the first date than we do about thinking about what the date's well, supposed to be. People, how about people that write their online dating profile? They write this, they put so much thought into some of them. Some of them put none. But, uh, but some people put so much thought into their profile. You know, who am I? What am I looking for? What qualities do you need? What values? And then they get online and they lose, they completely forget what they're looking for. It's like, oh, he's cute. She's hot. You know, yeah, and, and it becomes all about the it becomes visual. very visual and physical. Yeah. And, and you can't forget those other things. You've got to be looking at the profile. You've got to be reading, you know, the people's people's information uh, about themselves That's a whole nother podcast yeah it is <laughs> it, it it truly is and you know what i um maybe we'll do that one with match.com uh, yeah we because, for sure uh yeah okay so um so love uh you know the one thing about love is you know we talked about everybody kind of having a unique definition of love um we love in our adult relationships the way that we were loved so our definition of love is based on how we were raised Makes sense. So, you know, like where the five love languages come into play, right? I love that book. It's one of my favorite uh, recommendations to people to read because everybody comes into love differently. They look at it differently, what their what their needs are, are different. Um, and I tell you what's unique about that book, too, is and, and if, if people haven't read it, please go get it because it is. I've read it several times and even reference it, right? You have to go back and reference it from time to time. But it will help you from... Seven in the morning until midnight when you go to sleep. It will help you in every aspect of your life in understanding people at work. Um, if you have clients, um, your love-love relationships or your significant others, your children, yeah. your parents, it's it's the basis of kind of personality traits, right? And how so that personality people think. Yeah, absolutely. So you let's know? go through the five love languages. And just because I think it's appropriate in so many ways to be able to be talking about this sure. right now. So... Because how we love is how we want to be loved back in return. So finding people that are like us is much easier than trying to find somebody that loves differently than us and trying to change them or expect them it's to change or work. expect them to be different. Um, so the five love languages are him. physical touch, um, acts of service. Uh, quality time. Quality time. Uh, words of affirmation and gifts. And gifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you score? What did what was your scores? I am a words of affirmation because I'm a guy, right? We have to be told how awesome we are. Uh-huh. Everybody's and words. Everybody's yeah. words. There's yeah, I just I found and I've read some some stuff previous to that that a lot of guys typically score high in words of affirmation and physical touch. Uh-huh. And again, physical touch doesn't mean in the bedroom. It means a hand holding or a peck on the cheek or a pat on the back. So I'm I'm very high in words of affirmation, physical touch, mm-hmm. uh, quality times up there. I'm not big on gifts, you know. So um, I like them. Did but... you actually do the test? Oh yeah, several. They do I've... offer it free on. The and website. that's another interesting thing that you bring up about going through stages of life. Uh huh. You'll score differently. Yes, you will. 
depending upon a relationship you might have just gotten out of or if your heart's been broken or whatever, things are going to change that scoring too, and you'll flip around. I don't think you can speak to this, but I don't think your top three will change much, but they may change the order, right? I think it's also the person you're with and where you are in life because, you know, I could say honestly with my ex-husband, my top uh, love language with him was gifts. And I don't even like getting gifts. I just liked giving them. But that was my way of showing him just because of where we were in our relationship. It was just the easiest way for me to express it to him where. Keeping you know, his love tank full. Yeah. And yeah. Set, but I enjoyed it. And it was just a way of me. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not I'm going to go back there and think about it. But I just know that it was a it was a big thing. And he was a quality time person. And, uh, and the things he enjoyed doing, I didn't enjoy doing. Right. So the whole premise not of the book, I right? loved hanging out with him. He was great, but I didn't enjoy hanging out with him doing the things that he wanted right. me to do. Come watch this with me or come do this. And I didn't want to do it. And it wasn't that I didn't want to hang out with him. I just didn't want to do those that things. That particular so, thing. Yeah. Right. So it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why he's ex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But exactly. I think that's the whole premise of the book, right? Is yeah. understanding that. Those each one of those pieces, yes. each one of those languages has their own little separate deals that go with that language, and you have to kind of work through all that. Right, you do, and and understanding that people love differently. For example, if you know that somebody came from a home growing up where they never were affirmed, like never affirmed at all, they weren't given no feedback, very little feedback from their you know siblings or family, uh, parents weren't involved in their life. Words of affirmation are going to be huge to them because it's what they've always desired and wanted as a child that they never got. So it becomes important. Makes complete sense. Yeah. So it's everybody based on their. their it's back to the love tank, right? Yeah. Their love tank is empty in the particular languages they need. So but if you they're going to search for that. But if you want to know what people need, look at how they love you. So if they're constantly complimenting you, that's how they receive love back. Right? Yes, I agree. I if, think that's if an they want to spend time with piece. you, if they're tr- always trying to plan things with you and spend time with you, their love language is quality time. That's how. That's where you need to participate with them for them to feel loved. So where does that? Where does since we're going to bring this up, let's just let's just get into it. What is the difference say. between no? What is the difference between quality time and being needy? How do you differentiate those two things? And and is there a place where you can figure that out sooner? a horrible word but then later right because you don't want to be six months involved into something and really putting it and then you go holy well i think it's your comfortability you know like for example if you know somebody is you consider them needy that may be somebody that's perfect for somebody else maybe their love language is maybe they're high heavy on quality time right but you have you have a very independent spirit and strong boundaries right so you know, this is okay, but this isn't okay. Or I have a, like, here's a great example, only children, right? So only, only children are very independent. Um, Probably being in a relationship with somebody who is very expressive and needing of their time, they would feel suffocated. Right. So it's just, there's a lot of dynamics that come into play, like a lot. Yeah. Well, we're back to, we're back to what you were talking to at the first about going through the steps to think through this stuff instead of just saying, oh, this guy's needy or this girl's needy. That may not be the situation. It could be a reflection of what you're looking at in the mirror 
and what your wants are, which is what we were talking about earlier, which is where, you know, let's get back into this, some of the stuff that you were talking about, which is making those lists and walking through what is love and what what your wants are. Let's get back into that and, and chat about it. Got it. So, uh, so understand your love languages. Um, and then all, all of that comes back to you. Uh, what are your wants? What oh, are your no, needs? Jen, you mean it is me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It usually is, right? Well, in my case. Uh, yeah. What's the common denominator in every single one of your relationships? Oh, I hate right? it when you ask me that. I know. That's not fair. That's but not a fair question because you know the true. answer. It is true. And if you're willing to look at that, then you then that's where you go back to the basics. So if everybody took the time to write down what their definition of love was, and then also took the time to write down uh, your needs. What are my needs in a relationship? And I always tell my clients to give me a hundred, to make a list of a wow. hundred of their needs. You know, I need to spend time with my partner. I need physical touch. I need um, to be told that, you know, I'm adored and loved. I need somebody who supports me. I need somebody who doesn't compete with me. I need somebody who, right? So you just... You just go through that. It's wish like a list. pros and cons list. Yeah, and if sure. you, it's really easy to do because you could go back and think of your relationships. What did you get and what didn't you get? What did you need? What you know? What were the things that you got that you didn't like? And kind of go backwards sometimes, you know, in that process. But what and are I think needs? as human beings, we don't ever do that, and that's why we just keep in this madness and this circle, and we go, I don't understand why it's not working. I don't understand why. It's... And, you, and we've never get, stopped and thought about or it. Or you get in, and then you're like, well, I really there's the where you just were at with the I'm six months in and now I'm like oh my god this person is so needy right right you knew before six months that they were needy you just couldn't take it anymore after six months you got to a point where there was that gnawing at you when yeah. somebody's like you reached the threshold begging for your time or or yeah I mean you have to know yourself you have to know I think know. that's the the most important thing you've taught you've taught me and I know you've taught hundreds of others is if you don't know yourself, how are you going to let someone else have your heart? Because you don't know how to give it. You know, I used to, it's, it's it's crazy that we don't yeah. do that. Yeah. But no, People. everybody's just like, oh, I'm going to go here and then, yeah, I met this guy and so-and-so set me up and, and it's, we just kind of do excuses. it. Like I usually like guys that are really, you know, great conversationalists and very, have a lot of depth to them. And this guy doesn't have that, but I still find him interesting, you know, red flag. You yeah, know, I mean, if that's I mean, on your list. You're going on <laughs> right? against everything you <laughs> yeah. said you wanted and needed. Um, you know, it's funny. I I think that people don't listen to you, too, because I remember years ago when I was dating, um, I would tell guys, like, I don't like to jump into things. Like, I move really, really slow, and if you push me, if you try to move things faster, you know. Yeah, um, the wall's going to go up. I'm I'll shut you out. Yeah, You're done. Exactly. And they would never listen like that. Oh, you know, we want to swoon you aid, and show and all that. going? You know, right. what is this? The, first you know, aid. I've had, oh, yeah. First aid. Check, please. I know. <laughs> I got to go. Wow, and, look at the time. And I'm not a commitment phobic person. I just like to take my time. It's a, it's a boundary thing, right? It's a, I want to get to know you. I'm not in a hurry. But it's. It's taking your time because you want to get to know somebody. And if you're not in a hurry, you don't want somebody else to be in a hurry, right? So, well, I think you're back to, to that person. you're right back to where we've been talking. And that is if that person has done their homework, 
and they've made their list and they're healthy and they've checked the person in the mirror and you've done your homework and you're healthy and right. you've checked the person in the mirror, then time should be of no concern because it's just going to grow from there because you've got two healthy individuals who have met. They know that that person has eight of the 10 because we don't, we know nobody's going to have 10. Right. Or if you use 100, he's going to have, you know, 85 if he's a good, if he's, if you're lucky, right? Right. It's, it, I know you, I get tickled at this and you get tickled at me when I say this, but finding a date is like buying a house, right? Unless you're going to build your own house, design it, build it, find the contractor and do it exactly like you want it with everything exactly like you want it. You'll never find the perfect house. Which is why somebody invented robots. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, now you just plug them in. Yeah. <laughs> This is my perfect man. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make him a robot. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, there's not anybody out there that's perfect for you. And once you understand that, and then you also understand that you don't have to be perfect mm -hmm. for the other person, is I think that's when things really start to grow. And there's the problem. You can it, just be you. There's the problem in itself, though, is that people people want to filter somebody else through their own you know, wants and needs and what, you know, who they are. And it's like if, a, for example, if uh, uh, you like text messaging, you like to hear from somebody pretty regularly, uh, you're a texter, you text them, you expect them to text you back in a certain amount of time. I cannot tell you the amount. This is going to be a huge discussion. Conversations. <laughs> I bet. Oh, it's ridiculous. Amount of. The producer's the even of, laughing like I, this is a big deal. It is a big deal. But people have no patience for the way somebody else operates. Like, I've had so many women say, well, you know, he didn't text me back. Well, he's on an airplane. He Didn't he tell you he was flying out? He's in surgery. He's <laughs> yeah. I mean, for God's sakes. I, you know, it's, it is interesting because I did have a client recently. They were old, an older client at that in their 60s. And he's an anesthesiologist. He's a doctor. Uh, doctor. And she's a really busy, busy person, too. But she said the same thing. He's not a good communicator. That he may, like, when she texts him, it may be hours before he texts her back. And I'm like, he's in surgery. Yeah. Like, he's with the patient. He's in surgery. So I had to, like, milk her through. I'd be really worried if he was having the procedure and she was griping about right. it. But, you know, you never that, know in that, today's world. <laughs> that would be bad. Yes. Um, Somebody get but, my phone. But the thing is, is that people expect instantaneous, you know, results. They expect somebody. Well, and this is what I hear. Well, I he if I text somebody, I expect I would have returned the text message if I saw it. It's back to expectations, I would have returned right? It. Well, he's not you, or right. she's not you. You That's know, right. and we've all done it. I mean, right. you and I have had hundreds of conversations on this topic, and I've had millions with clients. Oh, and I, and I think beat my head against the wall sometimes. I think we're back, and and we've talked about this, but I think we're back to this societal thing where we get everything within seconds. If you need information, you Google it. If you need to make an order, you can get on an app and make an order and food's delivered to you in 15 seconds or whatever, 15 minutes or whatever the case may be, you know. If you don't want to stand in line, order ahead. We get this instant gratification mentality. And, and look, technology's great and I love it. And, and, you know, I'm a gadget freak. But I think it slowly erodes the processes, online dating. Hey, you just jump online and in 30 minutes, you have 200 people looking at your profile. It's instantaneous thought patterns. And so we get into a relationship and we think, well, I, I'm busy too, though. And I replied, 
Well, yeah, but he may have his hands in the middle of a surgery or you have no idea what's going on. And, and you just have to be kind of, and I've done it. I've, I've, why didn't you, where were you? Well, were you? How about you know, the fact but that some people just don't like chill. Sex. I mean, like you, you're a hundred percent right. And maybe, you know, they're busy or maybe, you know, cause I've heard people say this. Oh yeah. I got her text messages, but I prefer a phone, a phone call. So I just thought I would wait until I could make that phone call. I'm, and I'm sure the producer's looking at us like, why would he call? Are these old, are these old guys <laughs> actually use phone? phones? <laughs> but, um, but, but certainly people have their preference. And, and I, you, know, you get you until you know that person, you can't make judgments about it. So I always tell people, ask that person, like, even if you're out on a first date with them, say, you know what? I'm a big texter. Are you like, is that right? You know, Get it out. Like Just that? ask. How do you like to communicate? What works best for you? Find out, communicate about it. We're not it. 12. We're all adults. And we should be able to have that conversation when you're dating someone. Just like, Hey, tell me about how you prefer to talk to your dates. People do, are you so know? afraid, Brad, on a first date or a second date. They're so afraid to ask the tough questions or things that are relevant because they're, they, they're all out there to impress instead of to be in a relationship with that person and be, you know, Sure. Conversing and having converse, meaningful conversation. You know, I, with the first five minutes, I, I don't even care if I'm standing in the grocery store next to somebody. You know, if, um, if we're talking about something or I notice something, I might jump right into, oh, well, you know, you're, you're, you're buying TV dinners, you know, all the time, you know. You must be like, single. You know, are you single? I'm a matchmaker, you know. <laughs> I, I'm not, Here's my card. I'm totally not afraid to have these conversations with people or to say. Do people still buy TV dinners? Uh, do they? Oh yeah, the the young millennial <laughs> producer is definitely shaking yes on that. But Get a little Nighthawk there, a little little sirloin and mac and cheese. <laughs> what? Nighthawk, it's a brand. Oh. The only reason I know it's because I lived on them in college too. <laughs> <laughs> Were they cheap? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So well, I think you, I think you you. It's a huge point to bring up though, because we're and again, it still circles back around to what we've been talking about, which is. Get your list together. Know what you want. Know what, you know, just because, just because he might not be or she might not be a texter and you are, still doesn't mean they might not be great for you. Right. Right? That's one of those. You can train them. So back to that story. Back to that story. So I had to tell her, hang in there. Tell it when you, when the conversation is appropriate to talk about it, bring up, you know, that you, you know, you're. You text and you notice that he doesn't, you know, respond back. You know, is that not something you enjoy? You know, just have that conversation with him when it's appropriate. Do you know I got a message from him the other day? They are, they're, they're probably going to get married. Oh, that's awesome. I know, but, but both of them had to be patient with each other. She's super busy. He's super busy. He had to deal with her stuff. She had to deal with his stuff, but they had the patience for one another and it was, you know, I didn't want to tell him that the only reason she's still with him is because I had numerous coaching phone calls with her to you tell made her a to save. be patient. <laughs> save the game. I saved you. Um, but uh, but well, you bring up another point too, though. They were, they were not just patient. They also saw something in the other person that wanted them to be patient. Right. Like there's enough here of my hundred. Right. I've got the 90 and I can deal with the other 10. You know, and so, and I think that's critical. One last point on the list thing, because we keep talking about the list, the list, the list. And I know there's people that their hair standing back on the, the back of their neck right now hearing the list. Because here's what I hear from people all the time. I don't want to make a list of all the things I want because I, 
don't want to narrow it down. I don't want to say I want this and then somebody else shows up that's different or has something else and it's not on my list and I'm working strictly from my list. People need to have a more of an point. open but you need to have more of an open mind that your list is a ever growing it's thing. a living, breathing it, document. It, it, it is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it, it, well, I think it but, is. But you know what? Then make your list 150. You or know, like don't. Your, we're not list, asking them to do 10. Make your list flexible. So, for example, sure. if you say to say, um, I want somebody who's well, because I hear this a lot. You know, as people get older, I want somebody who's well traveled, right? So, um, does Lufkin count? <laughs> no, oh. I don't even know where that is. Wow. Um, but but having said that, let's just say that somebody wants somebody who's traveled, you know, quite a bit in their life because travel is important to them and they want to travel. They want somebody that wants to right. travel. Well, they meet somebody who has not traveled because they haven't had time because they've been building their business or their life sure. or they had kids, but they want to. That it's on their list and they have all these trips planned and all these places they want to go. Well, now your list has changed a little bit. Now you can kind of embellish on it and say, if they, it, I would love somebody who's already traveled, but if they haven't, they were are willing to. Well, and what a great experience for that person to help them through that, like yeah. to experience that. I mean, it brings up a story. I had someone one time tell me, like, we have a great connection, and I really think you're great. It's just I want some things to be first with my significant other. I want it to be a first marriage. I want a first child. I want some experiences and, you know, being divorced with children. Obviously, I didn't make that part of the list, but I thought it was interesting that she said that. Because, Why would she date you if she knew that about herself? Well, I, that I don't know. That's another story. That's another podcast. But I mean, I think that's a, I think she knew before she went out with you that you were divorced. Clearly, I'm well, sure. Well, the funny thing is, is that her at the grocery store. The funny thing is, is that now she's with somebody that's been married with a kid. <laughs> so maybe I just wasn't it. <laughs> Whatever. But the bottom line is, I think that's the point you're bringing up, which is even though your list says, I want somebody traveled and he's never had. Well, no, but you can, ex- you can help him through that experience or her. And that's an amazing that would be an amazing experience for both parties because now you get to share your knowledge with your with your with your person, right? Your significant other, and bring them through. It's like, oh, you're gonna love this, and wait till you see that, and Absolutely. then let's go over here and check out this. And I'm just gonna let you go do that by yourself because yeah. you're gonna love it by yourself, right? All those kind of things. So, so, so again, the list is not like here's where people, I don't think you've ever asked anybody to put it in here's stone. Here's where people go wrong on the list. Women put things on the list, like she wants a guy to be a certain height, which drives me insane. Uh, here's a woman who's five, five. And she, I want, and she says, I need a man that's six foot tall or six foot or taller, but you're five, five, <laughs> but I like to wear three or four inch heels all the time. And I'm not willing to wear anything. Le- that is the most ridiculous thing. The average guy is five ten. So my point is where people get ridiculous is when they start getting specific like that and they write somebody amazing off like because of height yeah, or because of the fact that, you know, she's 10 pounds overweight, right? Right. We write people off for stupid, stupid things. And that's where we go wrong is, right. is we're, we're not keeping an open mind to superficial. Do you ever look at them and say, I got news for you. You're not as great as you think you are. <laughs> I mean, you know. We, and, we, and and sometimes we have to hear that to get healthy, right? Sometimes that's exactly what we need to hear to to fix ourselves. 
Okay, Brad. So I feel like we've gone in 8,000 different directions and so many places that we could, you know, hone in on and, and uh, get in more detail. But I think the very first step is people actually taking the time to do the work, right? It's all about doing the work ahead of time. Sure. So what I'd like to do is just leave people with a little bit of homework, give them something to do. If you follow my advice, you will definitely get clearer on what you're looking for and start attracting in more of what you're looking for, more quality mates. So that is what is your what is love, your definition of love, and then a list of what you want and what you need in a partner and put at least 100 on your list. So 50 and 50. It doesn't Something matter. Like it doesn't matter. Okay. You, you'll find as you do the list that it just kind of, it's kind of combined. Sometimes I make my clients do 50 once and I mean, a hundred wants and a hundred needs, but it's totally fine for people starting out to just do a hundred of both and then bring that to the podcast next week. And we'll tell you what to do with it, but no cheating. Don't come without your list because if you don't, if you don't know what you, what you're working with, the next piece of advice and the next steps aren't going to make sense. And these are the basics of everything. If you don't listen to anything else and don't do anything else as far in regards to homework with me in the future, do this because this helps everybody, whether you're 19 years old or you're 65 years old, it doesn't matter. You're different today than you were yesterday. Do the list and, and get clear. And then everything in your life changes as far as what you attract to you in regards to everything. It should improve everything. Everything. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.